4: The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
5: You heard it. I'm RJ, live from Las Vegas on 200 FSR stations across this great nation. It's Wednesday. Big, big day. We got a full house in studio, the pros who know, Brad Powers, Steve Fezik. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies, But you
3: can't have pros without Joes. He's in L.A. He's Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, as we inch closer to the AFC and NFC championship games coming up this weekend, we've also got a story about a return next season to the NFL and another casualty from the Astros cheating scandal. What is the Vegas lead?
5: To me, whenever you have an existential threat, a potential, the existence is at stake of a sport, of a league, it's got to be the lead. And I think Keekley retiring at 28, man, we got to talk about
3: it. Yeah, he's the former NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2013, a five-time All-Pro linebacker, and Luke Keekley of the Panthers announced his retirement yesterday after eight seasons in the league. And, RJ, as you just mentioned, 28 years old. And I just think
5: about growing up and Jim Brown. And what's the relation? Is Jim Brown retired extremely early? You couldn't talk about, and again, I was, never saw Jim Brown play. You know, he was one of those examples where when I was 10 years old in 1980, it was like, Jim Brown, that was, that was a prior era. But really, it was just a couple years before I was born. It's just, you don't. You know, I don't know about you, Jonas, but I, I just have no awareness before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how that works. I I keep trying to meditate, and I just can't, I can't engender it. So Jim Brown was older than this, and literally the first paragraph of any story about Jim Brown at the time was, you know, how young he was when he retired. So one, this is new. This is not. And, and, and you could find one player, I'm sure, that retired at a younger age from any era that didn't need to retire, you know, retirement versus leaving the league because no one wants you is a different story, obviously. Keekly was still desired. Keekly had millions of dollars to be made. And he said No. That hasn't been the case. Does anyone disagree with me that, except for the last few years, that 49ers linebacker is the one, was it Borland? I, just in Patrick my mind, Willis. Uh, oh, he'd be the one you'd say was the first, was like, wow, that's a shock.
3: Yeah, because I think he was about 10 years in. I think he was a little bit older, but it was still. it still seemed kind of young from what we were used to. But you had the one who
5: was like, uh, an all, and we'll look it up as we're talking, but I think he retired after his either first
3: or second year. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Name slips yeah. my mind now, but I know who you're talking about.
5: And to me, that started it, but it, this is all part of that narrative, which is the league, the NFL, football at that level is extremely dangerous. You are taking a risk every snap. Could be blow out your knee, and you're going to have a little limp, and that's the innocent part, right? And I just, anyone that's been around, anyone with dementia later in life, anyone, you know, this isn't about, oh, you know, the, the Raiders, you know, Jim Otto, you know, limping around. Not saying that's fun. Not saying that persistent pain is irrelevant, But the fact of the matter, I think we got an alert coming in. Where was that from? I don't know. I think there's, oh, okay. Hey, guys in control, we might want to turn that big monitor volume down over there. Like, quickly, I would do it. The guy's like nodding, going, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe there shouldn't be random noises on this show. You know, that's why he's the boss, RJ. No, no, go do it. (laughs) Where'd he be? I'm RJ Bo, straight out of Vegas. (laughs) <laughs> we got to figure it out in there. All right. Thumbs up. We got to figure it out. Woo. Wait, hold on. Let's see. Yeah. All right. It's not about that. This is about the ability to live a life. And now the question becomes what would you do for $10 million? What would you do for $5 million? And. I think a lot of listeners are saying, I do a lot. Oh, what I do to someone's knee. You want me to hurt someone? I'll do it. And I get it, right? There's certain places in the, the world or even in this country, which, you know, economically has many advantages generally in which, you know, how much is a life worth? We're talking a couple thousand thousand bucks, Now, meaning you want to get someone whacked out. But once you've got $10 million, what do you do for $10 million? A lot less. A lot less. Now, Fez, under that theory, you would have become more of a kind of teddy bear, more cuddly. Hasn't happened, though. It seems like that you almost like the more money you make, you get a hunger. for. It's almost like a vampire with blood.
6: How 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 do you rationalize that? Because I've got a wife that loves to spend that money.
5: <laughs> so what you're saying is your need for the money goes up <laughs> the more money you make. Wow. Jonas, a little uh, hint there. You might yeah. want to avoid that uh, kind of scenario. Uh,
3: yeah, I just took notes. Trust me.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the thing. We're here to teach you what to do <laughs> and what not to do at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, I was right. Chris Borland... San Francisco 49er retired after his rookie season. It was a very successful season. Yep. So this was a guy that said no before he got the gigantic. You might say, "Oh, how much do you get paid?" Probably a million or two, but man, agent, taxes, blah blah, you know, it probably made 700k at the end of that liquid. Yep. So that's a nice number. You're not living off of that. So to me, this only makes sense. We can talk about the love of the game. We can talk about, you know, what are you, are you willing to crawl over cut glass? You know, that's the quiet to win. Michael, Kevin McHale decided to play with his bad foot. They said you might never walk the same. He goes, I don't care. I want to win this championship. I love that. Thrill in Manila. As a fan, go for it. You feel a little off, Frazier? go for it. I'm not gonna encourage it, but I think as fans, we all gotta accept there's an element of that. We want them to care as much as we care or more. But if you just use your brain, whatever you're willing to do for 10 million, the first 10, it's very different, the second 10. Keekley obviously had concerns about his CTE. Etc., he was banged up in that way as much as anyone, it seems, in the league. Every time you watched him play, when he would make an amazing play, it would be wow, wow. Boy, I hope he doesn't get hurt the next play. That was in the back of your mind. I applaud him, not because I want people retiring from football, but because he felt like it was necessary and he had the guts to do it because it's unconventional. It doesn't feel like a warrior. But to me, it sounds like it was best for him. And I think we're going to see more of this because, again, once you've got the money, how much are you willing to sacrifice? Any closing thoughts, guys, on this one? Jonas, any
3: any thoughts? I I wasn't surprised by it at all. Um, And when this is happening now, I wasn't surprised by Andrew Luck. Um, I wasn't surprised by Keekly. When you saw Keekly get carted off the field a couple of years ago, and he was literally crying after getting a concussion, and he looked like he was genuinely scared about the state of whatever his mind, physically, mentally, whatever was going on, he looked genuinely scared. It just seemed like... Maybe he wasn't for long in the league. Had a great career, probably a Hall of Famer. Just based on where he's at now, all of his credentials uh, would, would seem Hall of Fame worthy. But nothing about it surprised me at all.
5: You bring up an interesting point. Is The fact you're saying he seems Hall of Fame worthy means another two good years, he's rock lock solid. Oh, yeah. And he's saying, nah, that's not, that's not as important as this. So now I will say this as an Andrew Luck skeptic critic. I just—it's more I hate how much the people in the tank for him, how they are, <laughs> <coughs> Colin Carter. But the fact of the matter—did that come out? <laughs> I thought your mic was <laughs> off.
3: Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I was trying to hit the
5: cough button real quick. But the fact is, Colin and his—oh, lo- I mean, Colin and his love for Andrew Luck is one of my great agitations in life. <laughs> Because it's really like you might say you're lucky. It's like, all right, I am, but think about it. When Andrew Luck got drafted, and the talk was it's John Elway and Andrew Luck. If you were a hater of his, let's say he stole your girlfriend in high school, Brad, or something, and you thought, how, you know, what can we hope for here? I don't want him to be, you know, debilitated, but what can we hope for? For he's a disappointment. Yep. You would say, well, retires before he started, you know, it, not in the league at age 30, zero Super Bowls, yep. zero Super Bowl appearances, yep. and last half of his year, a general disappointment, or half, last half of his career, a general disappointment, even with regular season performance. Yep it'd be like wow that that's too much to hope for <laughs> now, isn't that exactly what happened yeah but and then finally saying and then him ending his career where in, in a way that the case could be made that he lacks heart now we can debate that but the case could be made if you love the game and this is to me this is different if you're saying i don't want a Chronic injury, you know, by definition, for the rest of my life, that makes sense. If you say, I don't want a head injury, that could affect every aspect of my life, it makes even more sense. But with Andrew Luck, it was, I'm tired of fighting. Wasn't that the pitch at the end? He right? was t-
3: tired of rehabbing,
5: battling injuries, and all yeah, that. Yeah, fighting. I, I'm tired. Of, it wasn't. Yeah no great concern about chronic stuff it was i've been banged up and i'm sick of it i got my golden car and my rock my rocket car and my golden house <laughs> as they said on the simpsons and i'm fine hey i respect his right to do it congratulations but if a 60 year old marries an 18 year old girl i eh, i respect his right to do it i'm not going to celebrate it necessarily I don't want to celebrate that a very rich guy who disappointed his fan base and his performance—his career was a general disappointment—to decide not to play anymore so late in the preseason, his team couldn't recover for this year. And a whole year got wasted. And we can debate some of those points, but they're debatable. And the fact is, people were afraid to debate them. Omar, Omar don't scare
6: And Luck bailed on a team that was a contender. They were supposed to win 10 games. What a contrast. Luke Kuechly is leaving a Carolina team that's in full rebuild.
5: You know, Fez, that was amazing. You actually brought a great point in. you got to wonder if Carolina was on, you know, nine wins next year, playoff 50-50, does he play one more year? Is it the futility? His contract situation, he was still locked into Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Good discussion there. And plus, I got to be a little negative on Andrew Luck. (laughs) Fez got a chance to jump in with some good stuff. When we come back, two things. One, the Browns coaching hire. Fezic has a hot take on this one. I don't know if it's hot. It's strong. And follow up to the baseball cheating scandal. Bob Costas and I,
3: oh, big disagreement. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids...
1: Nutrafol.com, spelt N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code show. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be
2: epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
0: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of
3: Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we have a brand new addition to one NFL franchise. Yes, and uh,
5: Bob Costas and I disagreeing strongly on one element of the baseball cheating. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. Great day to join us. We're on hundreds of FSR stations nationwide each weekday. Also, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app, Serious XM, and anytime on podcast, just search R.J. Bell. Right now in The Strip, 58 degrees, the neon is chugging.
3: So, R.J., it took long enough, but the Cleveland Browns have found their next head coach. He has already been intro- introduced, and it's Kevin Stefanski, the former offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings, now the head man in Cleveland. Listen, Fez has been chomping or champing, I think chomping,
5: I know it's really champing, but it's like he's champing at the bit. It's like, oh, that guy's a little too intellectual for me. No, no, chomping. I don't know the difference.
6: Fez, go. Conflict is coming in Cleveland, I think, RJ. Did you have that sentence planned?
5: Yes. Conflict is coming in Cleveland. We could have
6: had production around it and stuff. Go ahead. Stefanski <laughs> loves to pound the rock. So he takes over for the Vikings December 2017, and he reemphasizes the run. Last year, the Vikings number four in terms of the run rate that they utilized. This did not go over well with the Viking wide receivers. Remember Diggs? Oh, I want to be traded. I want out. Now, oh, when was that with early Diggs? Early in the year. Early okay. in the year. And
5: he took over last year, right?
6: He took over in 2017, December 2000. No, December 2018, yes, and took yeah. over in 2019.
5: So, let's, talking seasons, and still calling this this season, right? So, even though it's over mm-hmm. for the Vikings, it was last season that he took over. Yes. Correct? Yes. And the complaining happened this season. Correct. So, you're saying it won't necessarily be immediate, but even a Diggs, who d- didn't have the rap as much, you'd say, as an OBJ for being a locker room trouble guy, right? Not
6: at all. Okay. And Thielen also expressed that he was unhappy with his usage. So if Diggs and Thielen are unhappy with your head, with their usage under their coach, what's going to happen when he goes to Cleveland and Stefanski has to deal with Beckham and Landry, who were yelling at Freddie Kitchen seemingly every game at the end of last season, not getting the ball enough?
5: I got to tell you, Jonas, what do you, I mean,
3: as a hot take guru, what do you think of that one? That's I, pretty good. I think Fez has got a future in uh, weekend overnights. That's the kind of stuff we do. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff we do.
5: I, I got to be honest, uh, the suits don't have the money for that one, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, let, let me just say it like this Fez, I want to give you kudos. I haven't heard that. So. My first thought is if somehow you see OBJ is traded, you're probably happy about that, right? Meaning if you're a Browns fan, meaning if you find out ultimately that with this hire, they decided, hey, we are going to get rid of OBJ because we see this problem even before Fezzik saw it coming, it'd be a good thing. It'd be like, oh, okay, they, they did see it. But if they come in, what you're telling me, is if they come in to next season, next even the preseason, with the current lineup of diva wide receivers, trouble in Brownsville. Yes, I'm going to give that a big thumbs up. What do you think of that, Brad?
7: I do give that a big thumbs up. Fez, the day off, haircut. I mean, did you some <laughs> well, this guy freshly
5: dyed. Yeah, I mean.
6: You almost feel like a vampire that stayed out too late and that your, the, your world is different than so many others. <laughs> <laughs>
5: He's a different dude, man. He's a, but, but it's almost like he didn't even. Have, it's almost like you slept for two days.
6: Do you do you sleep a lot in the day? <laughs> no, because I'm always worried you're going to be texting me a question. <laughs>
3: yeah. You always want to keep yeah. a worry, Jonas. Remember that. That's the trick. Guys, uh, before we get to uh, the scandal that has rocked the sports world, we do want to let you know that we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone, the Houston Astros cheating scandal, has rocked major league baseball the latest casualty alex cora the manager of the red sox who was the bench coach in houston back in 2017 is out in boston after he was named a key contributor to the scandal in houston
5: you gotta wonder if letting him go increases the potential uh suspension for cora or decrease it's almost like wow he's been penned a lot you gotta wonder because it feels like if it happened in two places, though it is important to realize the speculation now is eight teams I've read have had some type of cheating, but if the world champion in 17, the World Series champ did, and then someone from that team goes to manage a team and then next year that team wins and there's another cheating scandal It sounds like we might have found Typhoid Mary in this case, (laughs) right? I don't know. I don't know. Speculation. Bob Costas was on FSR and the Rich Eisen show. And he talked a lot about the Major League Baseball sure made a statement. I don't know if you can hear my sarcasm. They, They made a heck of a statement. It's like, what? The idea that some a team cheats, we can't... Does anyone here have the ability to say it did not affect the World Series championship in 17? No. Nope. no. No chance. No chance that we know. And what we know for sure is it wasn't some blowout, right? It wasn't some, like, oh, my gosh, it's like they're di- playing different games. And then... In 18, do we really know how much cheating affected it? So what we're saying is that two of the last three World Series champions were involved in a cheating scandal that we can't say yes or no, that it literally dictated, it affected, it determined who the champion was. We cannot with any confidence say, no, it didn't. So it's very possible it determined the champion. And the response is, well, take a year off. You've got to wonder, would the participants who, you know, the GM for the or former GM, former coach for the Astros, core now, would they trade a World Series for a year suspension? Like how many baseball players— Or coaches wouldn't, or at least some would, right? Yep. So now the question is if you literally would still do the crime after getting (laughs) caught, you would still do the crime even if you knew you were gonna get caught? If there was a Fez, let's go back to your greed for a second. If there was a million dollars and you could steal it, but there was no kids' charities that would suffer, because we know that would bother you. <clears throat> and <laughs> you would have to do 120 hours of probation, clean up on the side of the road with yellow vest on. Now, one, we would have multiple camera crews out there, but would you accept a misdemeanor on your record for a, for a stick for a mill.
6: Oh, I'll even go to jail for 3 months. That's fine. What now would you go you go to city
5: jail or would you go to you want to go to prison. Oh, pretty Fez. I, I don't want to go to the come place out, that I make come friends. out like with white yeah. power tattoos. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. You know what's funny if you look at him you could see like Fez as like a hardcore like if you had taken an, it's funny because if I didn't know you, I would think, man, if he had just been 10 IQ points less intelligent or if he had got into drugs or something, I could see him, like, running a bank robbing gang. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'd been in jail three times. And, but, but this guy was an actuary who was a vice president living in Los Angeles in his mid-30s. But doesn't he have that kind of—he has that sinister look about him, yeah. doesn't he? What do you think about that?
6: Yeah, but deep down, you're right. I'm more like Gene Wilder and stir crazy, scared to death when if I go to jail. Oh my gosh.
5: (laughs) Here's all I know about jail. And I've never, luckily, I've never even had a misdemeanor knock on wood or a felony. That in the the TV show um, Sons of Anarchy, which was about motorcycle gangs, the motorcycle gang went to jail. And they had to get protection. And this gang was tough as nails. And they were like, we can't, eight of us together in here can't deal with this. So yeah, Faz, I think you'd be in a little bit of trouble. But you take you take the mill for 120 hours of community service. And clean up the highways. Absolutely. All right. So (laughs) literally you gotta wonder, and maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But if you could debate, would the people caught for the crime and then supposedly, in Bob Costas' words, crack down on in a draconian, vicious manner? That's not verbatim, but the gist of it. But they would still do the crime potentially, even if they knew they were going to get caught? doesn't sound like too harsh a punishment to me. And the players are the ones that instigated this. They were the ones who were the drivers of the origination was the players. And what was the player consequence? The guys who actually might affect box office, the guys that might affect TV ratings. No one's going to say, I'm not watching that game. Their GM's gone, right? But they might say, I'm not watching that game because their cleanup hitter's gone. No suspensions, no fines, no nothing, no, nothing, that's a double negative. So, to me, the player started it with no consequence, and they're still World Series champions, Houston Astros, 2017 18, World Series champions, Boston Red Sox. That's never going to change. And Costa's address, he goes, No way would they revoke a title, even the Black Sox. It still says the Cincinnati one in 19. Well, yeah, because the Cincinnati whatevers didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. It was the team that lost it. How can you revoke the title from the team that lost? Right? Yep. So tell me some other case in World Series history, in baseball history, that we can say there was cheating going on that could have very reasonably affected the outcome of who won the championship, and there's no... Co- and. Even that, forget consequence or not. We know no consequence ever happened in that case, but we could say, well, Gaylord Perry threw spitballs. Come on, all right? He got caught. It was a different times. Ron Luciano, who wrote The Umpire Strikes Back, great baseball book if you like baseball. This is new. And no one's acting like it's new. It's new that championships are being decided by cheating. We talked at length yesterday, I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas, that if the rules don't seem to be connected to justice, people don't take the rules seriously. I think that's what happened in this case. And I think if baseball can do anything, what they need to do is say, here's the rules when it comes to what could affect results. And if you mess around the consequences truly are going to be strict whatever those are it doesn't mean we could go through hypotheticals i thought it's fascinating though about speculating did it affect things or not the outcomes is if you actually look washington knew houston's reputation this world series and they had very advanced countermeasures to try to stop their signs from being stolen. And they won a close series. Isn't that interesting?
6: And won all four games in Houston.
5: It, which is a great point. And I mean, it's like, okay, they're cheating in 17. They win. Now, refresh my memory. Houston in the World Series, that that wasn't like a blowout, right? That was a close that was a series where there was this uh, let it ride better, right? So yep. that, that went seven.
7: Seven there. against okay. the
5: Dodgers. So literally one game swung it and oh the cheating team won. And then the next year, that Red Sox series, how long did that go? Five I
3: think Six. I think. Five. Yeah,
5: five. All right, six. so not as close, so maybe you could make the case. But then the question becomes hey, would the you know, would the Red Sox even have made the World Series without this kind of cheating? And obviously the Yankees are yapping about that, and I think rightfully so, to be honest. And then the year that it's become known within the game, lo and behold, the cheating team loses a close one. Ah, maybe it's a coincidence. And also, if the Astros were so well known in their cheating that Washington had countermeasures, do we think no executives in baseball knew about this? That it was just the teams that
3: knew? Oh,
7: yeah, I find that very hard to believe. Who broke this story?
3: Uh, it was uh, a former pitcher, um, and I'm, his name is slipping my mind right now, but he was a. Uh, it was, uh, but it wasn't baseball itself. It, no. w- it wasn't the organization self policing. No, it was a former pitcher, Mike Friars, who went and talked about it and spoke out publicly about it. So do we have any doubt that multiple.
5: that, that, that Did Commissioner Manford know? I don't know. My guess is yes, if I had to guess. But then it's like, well, we're taking this very seriously now that the press has reported on it. So to me, this is just so much—it's hypocrisy, piled upon hypocrisy. And then you think of someone like Clayton Kershaw, how his entire career is put in a different light because of his playoff underperformance, his failings— and the question becomes, how much of the two World Series were affected by this?
7: Mm-hmm. Good point.
5: All right. Careers are being put in a different light. What kind of reevaluation do we do with the Astros hitters? However good we thought they were, if we had known the Astros had used a cork bat, all of them, had this special advanced NASA-developed cork bat, would, would we react with this kind of like, huh? They were pretty strict. Five million, that's a lot of money. You ever try to make five million? Come on. Five million? I was shocked. It was well, that five is million. supposedly the, that it was that much? It or? was that little. Well, supposedly that's in the franchise that they can't, the league can't find a team more than that. Mm-hmm. So, coincidentally, they can't really punish them financially. You know what you can do? You can take that freaking
3: title away. Yeah. Right? Now, I know that's messy. And the rings. Make every player get back the ring, and if they don't, they're suspended for a year. I thought you were going to say send Fezzik after him with a knife. Yeah, that too. I mean, that would work too. I think that would get the point across. Guys play for those rings. They want the rings. They want the jewelry. They want to show them off. Make them get back the rings. Vacate the title. And there's nothing I hate more than when the NCAA,
5: like I read about Ohio State, and it will say like, well, they had X years in a row with ten wins, except for two thousand blah blah, where they're vacated. Yeah, and it's like, man, I hate it because I think the NCAA is even more hypocritical. Is it, they're the champion hypocrites? But it is powerful to take away. You know, think about the Black Sox. Is though they didn't win? What other team from nineteen nineteen? We know the twenty-seven Yankees. And we know the Black Sox, right? Yep. I mean, you ask most casual baseball fans who Ty Cobb played for? Probably doesn't even know. I'm not sure I know. Who did he play? Tigers? Yeah, Tigers, I think. All right. See? A lot of people. And Joan is saying, I think (laughs) maybe the Tigers. (laughs) Brad's the MLB guy on the show. Yeah. Well, he's got a new mic, so he just (laughs) wants to talk at this point. (laughs) No. (laughs) But the fact is, it's a great mic. The fact is, this is big. And I think people aren't giving it the import it deserves. And I'll close with this. Two words. Pete Rose. Somehow Pete Rose, his consequence is so much more drastic. For betting on himself, is that right? No. But a one-year suspension versus a lifetime, cheating to potentially win a World Series – Versus batting for your team to win. Hypocrites. We're going to start talking about... Well, not start, we're going to finish... Brad's love hate relationship, and it's mostly hate with LSU.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have a best bet your chance to make a little bit of coin on a Wednesday night. Want to let you know we're brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. auto zone. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas. RJ Bell. So let me get this straight.
5: Patriots wide receiver coach, maybe worst playmakers in football, becomes the Giants head coach. And now the head referee from the worst officiated game in memory, <laughs> the Saints Rams, last year is the head official for the Super Bowl. Got it. When we come back, Brad Powers is going to put his money where his mouth is when it
3: comes to his disdain for LSU. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com.
0: Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire
1: recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What
0: more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
8: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
3: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we did a deep dive, uh, sort of a a therapy session yesterday into Brad Powers' <laughs> relationship with the LSU Tigers. They are national champs. People are celebrating them, except for Brad Powers, who can't get around uh, to, to doing so. And there's only one man to bring in to solve all this, and that man is Steve Fezik.
5: Well, what we like to do... Is when someone's emotionally on tilt, we like to exploit it, <laughs> right? So the thing we know about Brad is he's steely-eyed, but he's also someone that has that internal. You know how they say? I think it was Bobby Axelrod on Billion said that hate is the great nature's great renewable energy source. <laughs> <laughs> like and that. and
7: Brad, I think you've proven that, wouldn't you? Yes, say? Yes, absolutely. I cried. I'm not afraid to admit it. I cry. I mean, he's very, Sometimes I cry when I'm very angry. <laughs> he's very emotional.
5: He's Look, like Jonas is dying right now. He's very emotional. So let's take advantage, Fez. LSU next year. Now, Brad, your theory is that the head coach isn't slender. He shops in the Husky section. Yep. That offends you. What? What's your current height and weight? I I also stop in the
7: husky section.
5: <laughs> Not that bad, but husky. And instead of thinking, isn't it great that a guy who isn't just a cliche of what a coach is supposed to be, you know, doesn't have the the you know cheekbones that are glistening in the light? You would think that's my people. My people are getting their chance. But for some reason, I don't know if it's self-loathing, whatever it is. You hate him, even though he's more like you than any other coach.
7: Good point. That's probably self-loathing.
5: There's something in there. But let's take advantage, Fez. So next year, what are the games that LSU could lose?
7: Texas, at Florida, Alabama, at Auburn, at Texas A&M. All
5: right. So, which one of those would they be, you think, the biggest favorite? Like, which one would you say, if you had to guess a game LSU wins, which one
7: would it be? A Texas Week 2 at home.
5: All right. So, the, the question is, what, 9 and a half? Does that So, 12 games, right? Yep, 12 games. So, if they lose two or less, they've exceeded. And remember, this doesn't count any potential SEC championship, any potential ball. If they lose two or less, they've exceeded expectations. Yep. And if they lose three or more... They've fallen short. Would we agree with that?
6: Yeah, nine and a half, good
5: number. All right. So, Brad, are you? I mean, do you want to bang the under here? All right, I do. Well, under. Here's the question, Faz. Usually, we only do a hundred, and the suits are like, you know, don't do too much. It will make the flyover country nervous. <laughs> I'm not quoting who said it, but but I think they can deal with it here, especially because it's one of their own that is being so disrespected. Orgeron, right? I mean, he's a Middle America kind of guy. So what, how much do you want to go here? Let's see what kind of guts Brad has. Let's
6: go 500. Go Tigers. Let's
5: do it. All right. So remember now, <laughs> we'll have a nice narrative throughout the football season. Is There's about five games, I think, that they could, you know, you never know. Yep. And you're saying under, under. About 45 seconds, Brad, why are you so pessimistic about LSU next year?
7: Well, obviously, Joe Burrow gone, the number one NFL draft pick who was a major part of that change. And the other guy that was a major part of the change this year, Joe Brady, gone from that coaching staff off the Carolina. That, those are the two big negatives. He's not the head coach, Brady, was he? No, he wasn't. So just the offensive coordinator? No, just the passing game coordinator. Oh,
5: so they <laughs> lost the passing game coordinator, and that's the key. That is the key. Here's I actually disagree, Jonas, with Brad on this one, and here's why. I do think the fact they finally did LSU approach offense with a modern perspective, with modern tendencies, was humongous. But I don't think it was the genius of this kid. Rather, it was he was the one that convinced him to do it. And now, unless Orgeron goes back to the old school football. Whoever comes in will be good enough to keep this going, because I'm not sure we ever had a team with as good a recruits as LSU run such a modern offense, and we had a great season.
3: We are straight out of Vegas. We will be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio and, as
0: always, on the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas!